Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Jim, this is the final uh, WMU home game of the season for yes, football. Yes, it is. Senior night. Yeah. And uh, we're going to unfortunately discuss details of the previous WMU home football game. It wasn't too good. No, no, no. That would be CMU. By the way, 42 30. Uh, the team up north took care of us at Waldo. By the way, I'm Jim. He's Jordan. And who brings this to us? Uh, yes, we got to thank Zemlick. Uh, for bringing the Bronco Nation podcast to you. Uh, go to Zemlik.com. They've got plenty of daily specials. They've got free offers. If you buy a certain amount of stuff, they're going to reward you with some free stuff. You can check out their brick-and-mortar location. Uh, Zemlik.com, though. Go check it out now. Uh, and, of course, we got to thank all of our sponsors for the Bronco Radio Network. A lot of them have been with us a long time. Oh, so. that is right. That is right. Oh, oh by the way, now, and, and I still slip up a little bit, and Robin forgets to as well, but uh, Robin made a little change in the Bronco Radio Network. It's now the Bronco Media Network. Oh, okay. So we're, we're, we're up in the next echelon. Yeah, it's the future, baby. Not just radio, baby. <laughs> it's media. <laughs> there you go. The future. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like we said, it it was not a good game. No. I um, went um I caught the first like half and as soon as they ran back that second punt I left. I was just like I can't do this. Okay, well let's talk about let's talk about what we've been talking about, what I brought up. The big score, the big play. Mm-hmm. Got kicked a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um we were up fourteen nothing. Okay, yep, yeah, great. Yeah. We're in cruise control. Oh no, guess what happened? Pimbleton. Big play. Two of them. The first one, 70-yard punt return for a touchdown. I was literally on that side of the field against the wall right in the end zone. I literally watched him do his little move and go around the guy, and I'm just like, wow. Wow. Mm. Mm. And then the 90-some yarder was just like, yep. Well, in between that, you see, to tie the game, Pimpleton again. But Pimpleton, Pimpleton, what a name, Pimpleton. I thought it was Pimbleton at first. Yeah, Pimbleton. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, it is Pimbleton. I wonder if he was picked on when he was a kid. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, man. well, Lawless. I, I took it in the shins a few times. Lass, but, you know. are you kidding? <laughs> True. <laughs> I, hey, I got have, torment. Have you ever heard of the WWE professional wrestler Becky Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. The last kicker. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Back to this. Okay, Pimpleton had uh, caught an 11-yard touchdown pass, too, Yeah. in between those runs. I know. So we're at 14-14 after that touchdown catch, and then three seconds left in the half. Kick it out of bounds. We used to have a kid. His name was Darius. Darius could run. And a lot of teams figured that out, and they stopped kicking to Darius. We kept kicking to Pimpleton. I just okay. Yeah. And and, yeah. I, and I, I I'm not I'm not a coach. I, I I I'm I'm here. I'm not even watching the game. I'm here listening to Robin paint the picture. Okay. Yeah. And I'm throwing it all together. So I'm not the coach, and, and I'm not throwing up any advice. But come on, you don't 
keep kicking it to him. If anything, get the ball out of bounds. Well, and even th- if it's a even if it's a thirty-five yard kick, I don't care. It keeps him from scoring. Well, and that's my thing. And I think I was in here with you for the the post game and the coaches show. And yeah, Lester said something about well, we don't want to get in the habit of kicking out of bounds because then you get twenty-yard kicks. I'll take a twenty-yard kick over a ninety-some yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know, there was three seconds left in the quarter. Squib it. Do something different than that. Well, you know, and if Lester is, you know, not showing the faith in a 20 yard kick, obviously he's not showing a lot of faith in the defense right now. And all of this, the week that longtime athletic director Kathy Beauregard decides she's going to hang it up and retire. Yeah. So you're going to have some new blood at the top of the athletic program. We're going to have some changes probably. Oh, I'm sure, I, I'm sure the staff is going to be examined. Now, now, but what's going to happen? Is Kathy going to look at this before she leaves, or is she going to leave this in the lap of the new AD? I'd leave it in the lap of the new AD. Yeah. yeah um, too. Well, you see, well, a couple of people have brought that up, so I, you know, I figured I'd throw it your way. Yeah, and it's in at least in this situation, if you decide to make a change, it's a little bit easier. You think about my alma mater, uh, Oakland, you know, Greg Campy's been there forever, over 30 years, and it's hard for a new AD to come in and get rid of this guy, right? Because it's like he has so much legacy, but at the same time, it's like we got to move forward. He's mm-hmm. not getting it done, right? So, it, if if the new AD decides that Lester's not the answer. Right. I'm going to let that AD make that decision. Okay. Well, we also, um, our our defensive coordinator, Lou Esposito, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I thought we had it figured out. I at, did too. At, at the beginning of the year. You know, now, Michigan doesn't count. No. But, um, yeah. I, I don't know. And I know Lou. I like Lou. I can't pass judgment on him. And like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm not even an armchair quarterback for crying out loud. I'm, you know, I'm. Yeah, I, mo- like most I'm sports broadcasters have, like a a background. Our background is that we like sports. We didn't, right. we didn't play them professionally or collegiately. We just right. like sports. Right. I'm in here pushing buttons, making sure the sponsors play, <laughs> and keeping you updated on scores across the MAC and across college football or basketball or hockey or whatever I'm working that night. What. <sighs> Yeah, I, I know. We don't we don't want to get too harsh, but you know, clearly you and I are a little a little upset. Okay, let's take care of tomorrow night. Then let's look at hockey for a minute. Hockey team man. Um basketball, let's get into next week because I want to get a couple of games under my belt. Yeah. Before, before we really get into it. Right, I mean, right, we'll right. let you know what's going on uh this weekend. I believe they haven't exhibition game or no no they no they they go for real starting wednesday do they yeah they go for real for wednesday against hope uh saturday oh that's right they played uh they played k college last weekend that's right friday actually friday night they play so it's they play michigan state yes 6 30 yes so it's so it yeah so it's wednesday and friday um basketball on jack yep Friday night hockey is going over to KZO, so the first Denver game is going to be on WKZO, okay. and then Saturday's hockey will be here on okay. Jack. So. Okay, and they're away, correct? 
They are. They're, at Denver. Yeah, they're at Magnus Arena. If, without okay. looking it up, I'll bet you it's Magnus. I'll <laughs> check it in a minute. Okay, got the Zips coming in. The two and seven Zips, but records, we're just going to throw them out because we don't know week to week. Now I can't call anything. No. <sighs> the bye week for the Lions was my highlight. Yeah, it was. Well, outside of going to Niles for November baseball. but you know. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so the Zips, um, the 26-point favorite are the Broncos. 26? 26. How uh, do that, you feel about that? Don't take the points. Oh, no. Stay away from it. <laughs> no. Which defense is going to show up? Flip a coin. Uh, I just think with it being senior night, Caliendo's a senior, right? I believe so. So it's like, I think the— Well, Caliendo's a, Caliendo's a center. He has nothing to do with the defense. Callahan I know. It's just it's the last time we're going to see him, right? you know, in Kalamazoo. But I think just the fact that it's senior night, you know, they had that little bit of an embarrassing loss to the team from up north at home. I think they, they come back and they make a statement here and they walk away with the win. I, okay. I'm not saying they're going to win by 23. Right. It's going to be much closer. Right. Oh, hey, let's bring up that matchup predictor that I always like to bring up from ESPN. <laughs> I just want you to look at it before I say it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's 95.3% chance that the Broncos win. I think that's a little That's according to ESPN's uh, Football Power Index, which has been murderously wrong lately. Yeah. But uh, I'd say it's closer to like. 60 30. Okay, well, let's take a let's take a look at what we're facing here. The Zips, uh, their quarterback, um, Irons. I, I didn't get his first name. Uh, 77 out of 118 for 890, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. Keep that in mind. Yeah. 890 yards. That's you figure. That with Ellaby, 2,253. That's yeah, it's like wow. But he's also taken double, more than double the attempts. That's true. So obviously this this is a uh, more of a run offense that mm-hmm. we're probably going to be looking at, and uh, their their top their top back um, has only carried for three seventy five this year. Hmm. So they're so, not very good on the ground. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Their top receiver five sixty two hours. Um, Sky Moore eight twenty three. Yeah. So you know. And by the way, as far as the rushing yards go, 375. It's almost double for uh, Tyler. Yeah. Um, sitting at just just shy of 700. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, I am. Uh, <laughs> what other maxim we got this week? Yeah, I, I'm still going to go with Broncos. I'm, I'm going to hold my breath and take the points. <sighs> or actually, I'll give them to whoever wants them for Akron. And <sighs> I'll say Broncos, but I am not taking the points. Okay. Buffalo at Miami. They're both four and five overall. Miami. And, yep, they're they're a one touchdown favorite. Buffalo, the Bulls, man, they have they have taken a tumble over the last couple of years. They, yeah, they 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 you know they were evil for a while. When it's but it's, they had that they had that workhorse back. I can't remember his name. That running back. Yeah, oh he's really my good. goodness, I can't I cannot remember him to save me, but. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with the Mac. You get a lot of parity. A yeah. lot of teams can't 
have a long sustained success. It's That's, a couple of years and down, a couple of years and down. I was just talking about this with a friend of mine a, a few days ago. I even I said the I said the Mid American Conference, the Big Ten, which in my mind is the top conference in the nation as far as football goes. Um, the NFL, even. I mean, Jaguars won, won their second game. Yeah. <clears throat> Urban Meyer. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, anything Ohio State re- uh, relegated, I, I start choking. <laughs> so, so what, uh, where, where are you going on that one? Miami or? Uh... Right, hold on, I'm still choking. <laughs> no, no. You got a Buckeye stuck in there? Ah, <laughs> uh, is, is this show rated? <laughs> it will be. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the Red Hawks. Okay. Yeah, the Ohio too. Bobcats at two and seven versus the six and three Eastern Michigan Eagles. EMU, six point favorite. Is it in Ipsy? It's in Ipsy. Give me the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles all day. Seven and three. There you go. Wow. Uh, The Rockets in Bowling Green to take on the Falcons. And which Falcons team will show up? The one that put up 50-some-odd? Or the one that beat Minnesota? Or the the one that's been showing up here and been getting pounded on? Where are they? They're at home. Who's favorite? Oh, Toledo by 10 and a half. I'll say Toledo, but I'm not taking the points. Yeah. Um, You know... Hmm. I'm going upset straight out. Okay. Give me the Falcons all day long. I don't know why. They're probably in for a letdown after that 57. Then again, they had Bowling Green did not play like they played last a sa- uh, week ago Saturday yeah. and then skipped the first week of action. Right. So uh, speaking of letdowns, we'll talk about one coming up in just a bit that I called that I called. I called it. You called it. I called it. Is this is this in turn for me rubbing you in about App State? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Cardinals of Ball State in DeKalb, Illinois, to face the Huskies. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. NIU. What is that? Um, uh, that's actually this is a Wednesday affair. ESPN two seven mm. o'clock kick. It's a and, good game. And uh two and a half point spread, ball state the favorite right now. I I gotta agree. I think the Cardinals go in and get an upset. Um we need well okay. I'm still holding out hope that somehow we're going to backdoor our way in. No, we're not. I just never mind. I'm moving on. I'm <laughs> I, I'll take the Huskies because they've been surprising. Everyone. Yeah, they have. All year long. Kent State at the evil people in Mount Pleasant. That's what I'm calling them this week. What When, the, when is that one? Thursday? Wednesday? That, that's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, 8 o'clock ESPNU, so you can go back and forth between uh, Ball State. Nah. And if you want to throw the Toledo Bowling Green game in the mix, they're on CBS Sports Network. Jeez. So you could have a button pushing festival Wednesday night if you have cable. I don't, so maybe I'll maybe I'll come over and see you. I don't know. I got Sling, so we could, because I got ESPN and all that, and you, so we could. Do that. Uh, so what game were we on? 
the last one, uh, Kent State and the uh, Evil Empire from Mount Pleasant. What's Kent State's record again? Uh, they're, uh, they're they're both at five and four overall. Okay. Who's the uh, favorite? Kent State was leading the East at one point. I don't have the standings in front of me, but um, Central Michigan, two and a half point favorite, probably because they're at home. Yeah. And I think it might be senior night for them. Possibly. We need, we I don't need, remember. They need to go down. They need to go down. Golden flashes. They need to go down. And then I'll feel better. I'll say CMU is going to win. You can take CMU. I, do, I, I, I begrudgingly, I don't like doing it. but All right. Well, okay. I'll give you that one. All right. So what are you going to rub my nose in for? Uh, Michigan State. <laughs> I called that trap game. Yeah, you did. That's the second time Iowa's done that, or not Iowa, Purdue has done that. They did it to Iowa earlier when they were in the top 10. Uh, my buddy, uh, Kerwin, called it too. He did? If he, yeah, yeah. you yeah. remember the post on my Facebook. Yeah, but, yeah, him and I both agreed on that. Yeah. That was that was trap game city. It had it written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but who, who do you think is better, state or Michigan? Because I was listening to some Detroit radio over the weekend and uh, Pat Caputo says that it's Michigan, but a caller called in, and he's a U of M fan, and thankfully he doesn't drink that awful-tasting Kool-Aid. He doesn't think Harbaugh has a snowball's chance in hell to beat Ohio State, but Michigan State has the better odds, so he says State is the better team. How do you feel, Jim? <sighs> I say it's MSU all day. U of M I, is no different than Notre Dame. They are I, overrated every year. I think think when it comes down to the end yeah, I'm probably leaning state probably. but but don't you agree but 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 one poll today has Michigan eight Michigan State nine the other it's flipped has Michigan State eight Michigan nine the one I'm looking at has Michigan State at eight and the one I heard first was Michigan at eight so we can fight all day <laughs> see I think it just comes down to who has a better chance at beating Ohio State and I think that's Michigan State mm. Harbaugh can't do it. I'd love for him to prove me wrong, but he can't. Yeah. So uh, let's take a look at the schedule yeah. this week uh, for the NCAA. We're in week 11 of 14 already. Wow. Um, UNC on the road taking on 25 Pittsburgh. I mean, that could go anyway. Yeah. Uh, South Florida at home taking on number two Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The Bearcats better win that one. Okay, I'm still on the Bearcat train, but the uh, the that committee that wants to put together the CFP doesn't like them, and for good reason though they haven't played anyone. But they haven't played anyone. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I mean Notre. Somebody wanted to argue Notre Dame, and it's like it's the same thing as Michigan. This is they're why, overrated every year. This I, is this, I don't take it. This is why we need either a 12 or a 16 team playoff. This is not. This is not fair at all. Yeah, but the, then when you do the Cincinnati's of the world, you know the group of five teams especially have no chance. But the, because of it. But the second you go to 12 and 16, then it's unfair to 20 and 21. It, it never ends. We were 13 and 1 in 2016. Well, technically 2017 Cotton Bowl Classic finished it off. We lost that. We were 13 and 1. I love WMU, but if or they would have made if they would have made a playoff, they would have got their doors blown 
off. But we were only ranked 15th. Because we didn't play anybody. Oh. Huh? Who did we play that year? Who who did we play that was... We beat Northwestern out of the gate, and Northwestern was not bad. Eh, it's still a middle-of-the-rung Big Ten team. This is why I think SEC is the best football. They play people. They play people. You can win all day long, but if you don't play real competition, it don't mean nothing. Remember this when I'm drinking beer tonight. <laughs> Mississippi State taking Auburn. Uh, that's in Alabama. Auburn is 16. I think they'll win that one. Mm. Um, Baylor, 18 yeah. at home. Taking on number four, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. Get your upset shoes ready to run. Do Oklahoma is not very good. No, and I think they're going down. They will. And then Cincinnati can back in. Yep. Ah! <laughs> Speaking of your Wildcats, they're uh, on the road in um, Who's Madison to take on Wisconsin. You, Northwestern. Not my, they're not my team, but... <laughs> They're not my team, but I'm just, I'm just poking fun. 2016, they were they were decent, yeah, and even better before that. Don't what you do, remember when they were top ten? Don't you remember when they won the role? Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Wisconsin or Northwestern takes that one? Oh, it's Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, New Mexico State. Why they're playing Alabama at this point in the season? I have no idea. Because Alabama doesn't play anybody. Yeah, but they have a great conference. But they don't play anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm using your argument, dude. <laughs> uh, we'll find out a lot about Michigan. They're going to be on the road taking on Penn State, who is still somehow in the top 25. That is a noon kickoff. <sighs> I'd love to see the okay. Nittany Lions win. Tell you what, this. let's see how the Wolverines respond in this game. I agree. This Game right here will dictate the rest of their season. I'm going mm-hmm. to tell you that right now. For mm-hmm. one, well, obviously for one, because you know one loss, they're still in. They're still Michigan still controls its destiny right now. Yeah, in the Big Ten East, two losses, you're done. Right, but they, but they control their own destiny at this moment. Yep. So let's see how well they do that. Let's see how well they play. Then we can make a better judgment come Final Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, um, and that's that's something they gotta they gotta not look ahead to Columbus right. and Ohio State. Oh, you never do that. You, buddy, you do. Y'all. You got they gotta keep their focus on Penn State. If not, they're gonna lose. Right. Um, well, especially when you're in Happy Valley. I I think I think Michigan needs to be on upset alert. I wonder if uh, they're gonna do an all white. They might. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, number 17, Houston on the road, taking on Temple. They should easily win that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Cole still playing Georgia State. Mm. Georgia State? Coastal still 22. I'll say Coastal. Yeah, um, they don't play anybody. I'll shut up. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> they're playing Iowa. The Hawkeyes still 19th somehow in the in the uh, ratings. But um, I'm going to go. I think I may go I or Minnesota on this one. No. No, you're gonna stay Hawkeyes? Hawkeyes. Yeah. Okay. Hawkeyes. 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 Pat Summerall. Or, or no, no, not Summerall. 
Uh, Brent Munsberger. Yeah, Hawkeyes. It was when it's Iowa and Ohio State. It's the Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes. <laughs> I think we've been through down that road before. I think okay. we have. Okay. Uh, number twenty-four, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns on the road taking on Troy. That one could go Troy's way. Mm. I haven't seen anything of Troy this year, so I couldn't tell you. But, um, but since I like the Rage and Cajuns just because of their name, yeah, okay. Tennessee is uh, at home, but it's not going to make a difference yeah. for the Volunteers. George is right. going to run them right out. Right. You see, the nice thing about this, everyone, is we don't look at numbers. We don't care. Well, no. we'll glance at them, but we'll be like, numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking... We're, we're talking as uh, armchair quarterbacks here, fans. Yeah, gut you know? reaction. Right, which, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's your gut. <laughs> uh, Texas San Antonio having a good season at 15 right now. Uh, they're taking yeah. on Southern Miss, which. Um, uh, how how did, 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 did they win against uh, El Paso? They did. Okay. They I was did. wondering. I didn't. I didn't check that. Yeah. So that was a good win for them. I. I say they beat Southern Miss. They should watch out. Um, that one could give them fits. Right. Uh, Purdue could play spoiler again. They're playing Ohio State. Oh, now you can win. <laughs> yeah, now, you can win your third game against a ranked opponent, please. It, oh, do. Ooh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Now, where? Now, what bowl do you put them in? Well, we beat all the ranked teams, but lost to a bunch of under five hundred stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> where where do you rank us? <laughs> That's that um, would be a tough where, one. Where do I rank it? You need some old spice. That's where I rank it. <laughs> Michigan, yeah, because you're pretty rank right now. I'm telling you. All right, anyway. Yeah, they got two good wins, but right. They're, they're, eh. But yeah, that does. But that doesn't punch your meal ticket. So. No. Uh, Michigan State looking to get things. Back on track, they're going to be taking on Maryland oh, blow at home. Blowout. Blow yeah. And plus the home crowd. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Another good game, though. 11-12, Texas A&M on the road taking on Old Miss. Mm, that'll be fun. I'll go Aggies. Yeah. I'll probably go. I think I'll go Aggies, too. And uh, that's a 7 o'clock kick, so that'll be a nice later game. Uh, the other overrated team. Not I, know, I, know where, I know where you're looking at because I'm staring at it right now, too. <laughs> They're on the road. Take it on Virginia. 7.30 start. Notre Dame at 7 somehow. I, that is blasphemous. Blasphemy. Well, don't watch NBC then. The, the committee's on crack, man. It's not the committee. How is Notre Dame the seventh ranked team in the country? Someone riddle that to me. They don't play. Oh, I don't get me started. <laughs> we should move on before I just completely well, trash. Well, let's let the Cavaliers take care of that business and knock them down a little. Well, that bit. would be nice. And 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 uh, Virginia, just do me a favor and blow them out. Yeah, badly. Okay. I'm glad and, we both don't like Notre Dame. I'm glad we can agree on that. I, you know, I, okay. When I was a kid, I, I, I grew up in Portage over in the uh, Shannondale Mahogany neighborhood. Some mm-hmm. of you might know where that is. That's Oakland Romance yep. area, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and west, not towards Haverhill, but west. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, back then, only the lucky people had cable vision. We didn't. Our neighbors down the street didn't. We got Channel 16 out of South Bend almost crystal clear, 
So I watched a lot of Notre Dame football as a kid. And I became sick of them as a kid. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. The, I did, too. That's my background Watching there. Watching them on NBC. That, well, you're young. I had, yeah. to, I had to. Actually, it was back, back then, actually, Channel 16, which is the NBC affiliate down south then. Yeah. Um, actually, Channel 16 was locally producing and airing the games. Yep. So it, was, it wasn't network attached. So Yeah, not the uh, Notre Dame network. Right. The feel-good Let's not say anything bad about Notre Dame. The I Wish Network? Yeah. It's kind of like watching a, or listening to a Michigan game with uh, Brand Statter and the other guy. He's retiring. Thank so. goodness. Well, they'll just replace him with somebody like uh, Jensen anyway. So another, I, another know, person that drinks the Kool-Aid. Again, I, you know, I, well, okay, I work in broadcasting. Maybe I can have an opinion on this. But Brand Statter, Brand Statter was my favorite color guy. I, I listened to Michigan broadcasts and Detroit Lions broadcasts just to hear Brandstatter. He's not bad, but it's just, it's some of the things they say about Michigan, it's propaganda. <laughs> no, it's just, I think Jim, when, I think when he, when he's, um, when he's on his play-by-play duties, he, he tends to lean more color, A little you bit. know, back to what he, you know, I think he's a great announcer. It's just, I think he's a great announcer. But at the end of the day, it's just too much pro Michigan. You got it. You have to be critical of your team at some point as an announcer. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's you know it's, what I'm it's, saying. It's 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 like when oh my goodness, Ron Coomer was calling the fifth innings to give uh, of uh, Cubs games to give Pat Hughes a break. And I'm just like, I cannot. You are a great color guy. Just don't call this game. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. And it's just ingrained in your mind. You know, Coomer's a color guy. Pat Hughes is the play-by-play. Brandstatter was a color guy. And then uh, whoever, Mark Champion, or whoever was on play-by-play for U of M, that's what you were used to. You were used to Brandy as a a color guy, not play-by-play. So when I heard him the first time, Play by play, I'm like, who broke his bike? <laughs> it didn't. It just didn't sound right to me. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't. You know, it's like throwing Robin Hook on color. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. No. 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 I mean, and that's my thing, though. Robin can be critical of the teams when it's necessary. Brandstatter, it's just, <laughs> woo! Who has it better than us? Nobody. Oh, woo! oh trust me. After go Michigan, woo! After eight years of of working with him, and then five, and then an additional five before that, back in the late nineties, <laughs> I know by his tone of voice if he's upset or not. <laughs> <laughs> I can read him like a book. <laughs> oh man, we got to roll on. Yeah, we do. We got a couple more games left. This one, I'm going to be flipping between with that uh, Texas A&M Mississippi game. Number twenty one, NC State on the road, taking on number thirteen, Wake. Forest. Wake Forest all day long. They have been a surprise this yeah, year. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to stay with them. Me too. Yeah, Wolf Pack is going to get packed up. Or what? What was it during the March Madness? Wolf Pack. What's a Wolf Pack? <laughs> Where's the L? Wolf. Wolf Pack. Wolf. Anyways, wolf. Uh, Oklahoma yeah, State. Wolf. There's no bark to them. It's <laughs> Wolf. Oh my wolf. gosh. Wolf. So Oklahoma State's also having a pretty good season, quietly, sitting at 10, uh, taking on TCU. And if I'm wrong, correct me, 
But uh, Gary Patterson stepped down, didn't he? Let me Google it here. You but ask I'm, you ask me when I'm just been busy. Patterson. I'm pretty sure he stepped away. Forgive me. I'm a, I, I am working through the end of my yeah. seasonal allergies, and I felt a sneeze coming on. It, it may happen at any time. I'm he, just warned. He made that move, and I'm like, yeah, he he might have to sneeze. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Gary Peterson did step down. Oh. Which is weird, not seeing him on the sidelines. In. You know. Oh, that's sour pretty quick, though. Texas Christian, though, can be full of surprises. They haven't been very good lately. Uh, I'll stick with Oklahoma State. Me too. All right. Uh, the last game, Oregon number five at home taking on Washington State. Washington. 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 <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> former kind of Iowa boy. <laughs> I was born there, so I lived there for a year. Yeah, you're more Iowan than I am. Yeah, I had five and a half years, six yeah. and a half years, five and a half, six. Yeah, whatever, you six and me. a half years. Okay, under my belt. Came yeah. here, came here, Halloween '69. Do the math. I was born in '63. Figure it out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Anyway, should, should we do some hockey? Yeah, let's do some hockey. In fact, uh Broncos in Denver. Oh, let, but let's go back, shall we? Just quickly, I we're I'm not going to get as absorbed as we were because um you see number 4 versus number 10, 11, pick your poll. Yeah, some <laughs> polls were saying Duluth was 4 or 3. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? Pair well, pairwise. Um, you see, I'm looking at the uh, CHN app, which I have on my phone, College mm-hmm. Hockey News, and uh, at the top they they show the pairwise ranking, mm-hmm. and uh, UMD now is uh, three. We are four. Wow. So that update, you know, on pairwise, I I like the pairwise better, mm-hmm. but but anyway, um. That was a heck of a game. Ethan Frank. On Friday night. Oh, my goodness. He has Hobie Baker written all over mm-hmm. him. And Warad is playing really well. And uh, Frank, and Frank, 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 yeah, Frank can flank you, that's for sure. Yeah, but, he can. Man, he's fast. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Of course, you know, Saturday, though, um, UMD started doing UMD things. And uh, shut just, us out. Just shut us down. And you, you, you can't blame anybody. You, you can't blame the coach. You can't blame the players because UMD doing UMD things is just very, very, very hard to stop. So yeah. you just kind of walk away, tail between your legs, and call it good. And plus, you take a split against Duluth. I'll buy a split against Duluth any day. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Like you said, they're going to be on the road this weekend. They're going to be taking on uh, University of Denver. And I was right. Magnus Arena. Yep. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock. And then Saturday night, 8 o'clock. And I believe you said that Friday's game is going to be on KZO instead of Jack. 8.30 pregame on 590-1069 FM WKZO Friday night. Saturday is 7.30-1065 Jack FM. 
And then Friday you have basketball, right? We have basketball. Western we taking do. on uh, Michigan State. Yes, and that and that is a uh, six thirty pregame seven o'clock tip. Yep, and then uh, Western basketball also plays Wednesday, their right. first game of the season, going to be taken on Hope at University Arena. All right. You know, um, jump back to hockey real quick, yeah. and, and I can pull it up. There we go. Uh, take a look at the NCHC standings. Says, you know, we're only one weekend in, technically speaking, mm-hmm. into the season. You know, and <laughs> when we're we're sitting in sixth. Well, we're kind of like tied for one. Uh, we're tied for third, actually, but in number six hole because of alphabetics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Um, okay, we know what UMD can do. Um, Denver is number 24 pair-wise. The Pioneers are not as strong. They, we have a good chance to sweep Denver in Denver, which is very difficult to say considering the national titles that UD has won um, as of relatively recently. Mm-hmm. Um, North Dakota, yeah, again, they have national title aspirations. Oh, we do too. We do now too. I'm yeah. still going to say it. Watch us in April. We'll be there. I'm I not kidding. St. So. Cloud State. You got a best conference in college hockey. Oh, for sure. Without you, a doubt. You, you, if this doesn't prep you for postseason, nothing will no. prep you for postseason. No, they're going through a gauntlet. Oh, I know it. It's nuts. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we? I'm trying to think of anything else. What time? What time does the coverage start tomorrow on Jack Jim? Ah, uh, tomorrow is uh, it's a seven o'clock kick. Se- oh, that's right. It's football. I see. I'm, I've lost track of days. I have football tomorrow. I have basketball Wednesday, basketball Friday, hockey Saturday, and and somewhere in between there, I have another job that I have to work. Or two or ten, I'm not sure which. <laughs> somewhere in between there. Somewhere I yeah, somewhere I'm gonna show up, trust me. Um it is a six o'clock pregame, seven o'clock kick, yep. Waldo Stadium. You are going to be hosting the last uh hits ninety six five slash Jack FM tailgate. Solo. Well. Yeah. You're doing it solo. No Stephanie this week. No Steph. Oh, okay. She's got something going on. Ah. So I tried to get somebody to go out with me, but um, no luck. Yeah, but you're married. So that's true. I could con my wife into coming. <laughs> now you're thinking. There you go. Yeah. Free labor. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Do you let her listen to you? No. I wouldn't either now. <laughs> no. no. She does not listen to me at all. Would that be at home or radio or what? Or both? I'll leave that alone. (laughs) After I bring it up and just leave it hanging. So next week, everyone, we'll check back in with Jordan and see if he's still wearing his wedding ring. (laughs) And of course, Zemlick will make that possible. Hey, there you go. (laughs) You can visit them. Zemlick.com. All of your office needs, big or small, they've got you covered. Uh, they've got daily specials, free offers, and lots of great products. You can check them out, zemlick.com, or check out their uh, brick-and-mortar location as well. Wrap it up another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. 
We got one more football game after this, Jim, I believe. Yeah, we do. Uh, don't mind me. I'm selfieing us. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so what we'll, we'll, we'll end up doing, once football ends, um, they're going to be much shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll just talk hockey and basketball every week. Right, right. So, right. But you never, hey, hockey could go crazy, though. Yeah. And basketball. Okay, basketball is going to be on a rebuild. Um, I'm going to need a program to keep track because the changeover in the program, not only with uh, Clayton Bates, but this is Bates' second year, but who's counting last year? Nobody. Yeah, it's you know, it's a waste year. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, it, 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 it's just the turnover in players has, Not, yeah. has been so heavy. You know, we're going to have a bunch of fresh people out there. So Well, and even if they have, like, an average season, I think the cool thing will be is, you know, watching these new guys and seeing what we have and, you know, what potentially we have brewing. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could surprise us, but I think Jim and I both in lockstep, we are – uh, all hockey from here on out. It's going to be a fun winter. I know. Oh. It just seems okay, one of those guys, magical years. Okay, I, I'm going to say this real quickly, and then we have to go because um, you have things to do, I have things to do, and we have to get this podcast up and and you know for all of you to listen to. Go to Lawson and check out a game. I'm going to tell you what. This is going to be the closest that we get to a national championship. Don't forget the season. Make make yourself remember it. Have one of those games. I went to the game against Michigan State or yep. Michigan yep. where they lost an OT and even that it was a blast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you uh if you ever need the Lawson Lunatics chance, I can be sold out. <laughs> and get them on paper for you so you can follow along. They, I can make them PG-rated, R-rated, whatever you want, because you know how the lunatics are. Anyway. They're crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. You got to go watch a game with the lunatics. I almost spent oh. more time watching them than I almost did watching the game. <laughs> you suck, cheater. Okay, anyway. Dude, they would give that Michigan coach everything they had, and it was just great, but... Um, we've got some player interviews, uh, for this senior night game for uh, Western, some weekday matching tomorrow night. Um, and then we're going to hear from coach Lester as well as weekly press conference. Uh, so as Jim said, we got to wrap it up. We've been jabbering today. Yeah. So we will, uh, check in with you next week. I think it'll be, is it the last Bronco game of the year? Or is there one after that? Ah, uh, well, I think we have two left. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, we'll probably have we two have, more football episodes left. I, I believe so. Well, and if they get a bowl game, obviously we'll talk about them. But. Right. Okay. And I'll just be real quick about this because there's some discussion going on even internally in the building about uh, what possible bowl game that the Broncos could be linked with. And right now McKinney is is sold on to the fact that we're going to go to Detroit and play at Ford Field. Motor City Bowl. Motor City Bowl. Um. He's still thinking six wins is going to get us somewhere. I want everyone to remember, and some of you probably do, if you've been following the Broncos for years, a few years ago we had a seven-win team that did not go to a bowl. It does not matter if you hit six wins, seven wins. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. A group of five school, for one. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pulling that yeah. rabbit out of my head. It is group of five. We're, we're weaker, you know. Yep. So it is what it is. 
And I don't think six and six deserves a bowl. No. To be honest with you, no, I don't either. I don't even what it, think. What, it, what is the reward for that? Yeah, oh. five hundred season. Hey, you get one more game. I think it's going to take seven wins to get them in a bowl. And some of these bowls, a lot of these bowls, actually, we've lost money on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a couple of them we we may have broke even. Of course, the big winner was twenty seventeen. Yeah, Cotton Bowl Classic. Boom. Thank oh, you. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll check in with the Bronco football team next week. And, uh, yeah, hockey is just going to continue down the road. We'll see what the basketball team looks like. Maybe we'll get into deeper conversation about them. Yeah. So lots to look forward to this winter. That's going to do it for this week. Again, got to thank Zemlick. I've got those player interviews and Coach Lester's uh, senior night press conference coming your way on the uh, Bronco Nation podcast. See you later, Jim. Bye-bye. Look at that young man go. Tell us what you like most about your defense. Uh, the thing that I really uh, enjoy about my defense is that we all like our head hunters and we all uh, really have a knack for the ball. You know, there's certain things that we need to pick up, but, you know, I love that everybody has that, uh, you know, dog mentality and everybody wants to get to the ball and make a play and the camaraderie that we have on defense too. Akron just changed coaches. Does that create a concern as the first opposing team to play for them after the change? Uh, you know, I mean, it's of course it's it's, it's different uh, from an offensive standpoint. Uh, you know, with their uh, coach uh, getting fired and everything like that. But you know, we're still attacking the the team the same way. You know, studying film, what we've seen in the past games and everything. And going back a couple years, uh, why Western Michigan for you? Uh, Western Michigan. Uh, was just a place that I really felt at home with. And that's when Espo and Lester first came and they first had their first year here. And I really just fell in love with the program, fell in love with the guys here. And, you know, I really felt like Espo uh, and Lester had my best interest in my uh, football career in the future. And what does the defense have to do to improve the most they can possibly over the next three weeks? Uh, as far as the defense, we just have to improve on the minor details, you know. Uh, we're, we're, the only thing is we're beating ourselves, um, and we just have to improve on the minor details to make sure we don't have any missed assignments during plays or anything like that, and just really hone in on everything that we know we can do on the defense. And what are your thoughts on midweek games? Do you like playing them? You know, it's, it's different. You know, I don't really, uh, you know, football is football for me, so, you know, I play any day of the week type thing. So, but, you know, midday uh, week games are definitely different, but you still attack them the same. So what are the top statistical keys you're looking for to win this game Tuesday against Akron? Uh, I would say pretty much the the passing rate. Uh, they rotate three quarterbacks, so, you know, that's one thing that uh, that's one thing that we definitely have to keep in mind of. But, you know, just getting to the quarterback, getting as many uh, TFLs and sacks as we can as a, as a uh, front seven and just really suffocating the quarterbacks, that's really one thing that we're trying to hone on. You have had a lot of sacks and tackles for loss this year. What's been kind of the key or, um, I don't know, key instrument to, to getting in the backfield? You know, just perfecting my craft and just doing my 111 on the team. You know, I don't get any of these plays without the other guys doing their jobs and doing their assignments. But, you know, just honing in on my specific technique and just applying it to games. All right, Mike, what are your um, thoughts on being named to the Campbell Trophy list? Yeah, it's truly been an honor to uh, be among those finalists for the Campbell Trophy. Um, it's really kind of a testament 
to not only the things I've done, but the things that our program does and the university does uh, with helping their students, helping their student athletes, um, everything. It's really, although I, my name's on the award, it's a, it's a team award, it's a university award, it goes to the professors that I've had and all the academic uh, people on campus that are helping us out. It really is a testament to them more than anything. So how proud are you of your academic achievements here and what attribute that to? Yeah, I'm I'm very proud. I mean, it's I mean, it took a lot of hard work um, throughout throughout the past few years here, um, but I'm definitely definitely proud, and I cr really credit it to, like I said, my professors, um, my teammates, um, but mainly the mindset of wherever you are, that's where you are. You lock in wherever you are, whether it's in class, in meetings here at football, on the field at football, um, out in the community, serving serving and giving back. Um, you have to be there and. Your whole, your whole mindset is right where you are at any moment. And uh, if you have that mindset, I think uh, you can be successful for sure. What are some of the toughest classes you've taken here? Um, the toughest class, I mean, there, there was a lot. Uh, biomedical sciences, there's a lot of tough classes, but definitely the organic chemistry classes that I've taken were probably the toughest, ones I had to work the hardest for, for sure. Uh, I see you want to attend medical school. What are your career goals and what would you like to do in the medical field? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not totally sure exactly what I'm going to what I'm going to specialize in. Um, but uh, my goal is to just help change lives on a daily basis, um, allow whatever community I'm in to become healthier and happier. And um, that's really my goal is just to help people. So on the field, what makes uh, this offense tick and what do you see as keys to beating Akron? I think what makes this offense tick is that we feed off of each other. Um, when the offensive line is playing well, when we're playing relentless, um, then the running backs will feed off of us. The quarterback feeds off the run game. Um, the receivers feed off the run game. I think, it, I mean, I guess it starts with the run game and then everything else kind of plays off of that in our offense. Um, but we have a lot of great players um, and uh, we've definitely mis-executed uh, a couple games this year, especially last week, um, but we're looking to get back after it against Akron. This, this league is incredibly close throughout East and West. Um, how can you speak to how good, from top to bottom, all the teams are in this league? Yeah, it's an extremely level playing field um, in this league right now, especially this year. I mean, if you look at the records, um, especially in the MAC West, we're pretty much all the same. So um, it's just a conference where it's a bunch of hard-nosed guys um, working their way to get, get their name, kind of get their name out there and... Uh, do something for, for the name on the back of their jersey and especially on the front. And you've been um, spoken about as a potential NFL player. Do you have a favorite NFL player that's in the league right now? Um, I would say really any nasty offensive lineman. I enjoy watching, but uh, specifically Quentin Nelson, uh, the way he plays uh, the offensive line position um, is second to none. He's nasty. He's relentless. Uh, I just love watching Quentin play. Is there anything specific this week? Uh, I know you touched on it earlier, but anything specific about Akron that um, you're keying on or um, you want to get better at in improvement from the last couple weeks? Yeah, I think with Akron, uh, obviously they are going through a little bit of adversity right now, and that, that only means they're going to come out with more fire um, than they've, they've had all year. So we're ready for that. And uh, as far as their defense goes, they have a lot of extremely athletic players, extremely uh, good players that'll play hard, play to the echo of the whistle. Um, it's going to be a great challenge for the offensive line, the entire offense. We're excited about it. Ah, yeah, I would say, um, you know, the one thing I wanted to, 
to bring up was I, th I thought I thought our students were phenomenal. Uh, it was it was maybe the best since I've been back. I mean, they were they were rowdy. Uh, I know we didn't get the result we wanted, but man, I want to thank them for coming out because it felt uh, felt different on the sideline, which was great to have them there and and supporting our guys, and I appreciate that. So uh, thank you for being there, you know. And so uh, you know, obviously, it wasn't hard to figure out kind of what happened. I thought offensively we played good, not great, you know, 30 points, uh, turn the ball over a couple times, just got to get fixed. Defensively, 28 points, uh, not great, good, you know, and then we gave up 14 points on special teams, you know, and that's a, that's a difference in the game. And when that happens, one of the sides of the ball has to play great, you know, and, and neither side did. So, uh, so obviously it was a tough loss. You know, you lose to your rival. You gotta you gotta pick the pieces back up and get back to work. And and uh, our guys have done a good job of of having a good week of practice and getting ready for the next task at hand. Obviously, Akron uh, fired head coach Tom Arth uh, after their loss last week. And what seems like a lot of uh, mid mid season firings this year. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on those firings or Tom Arth specifically? No, I mean I've met Tom a couple times. That's it. Um, I knew that I knew that he had, you know, from what he had said, and it was a, it was a tough job. It was going to take some time, you know, and and they were battling. I thought they played probably their best game against against um, Ball State last week. Um, so I don't know what I don't know all the ins and outs of that. And obviously, anytime anyone uh, loses, I think he's got six kids, you know, and he's got a staff that that um, you know they're fighting for their jobs too. So it's tough stuff on the players. You know, so, uh, yeah, I know they're going to be inspired. You know, you will watch TCU last week. I mean, they, they come out fired up. They have uh, nothing to lose, be ready for anything. You know, they opened up our kick. Uh, last year was our opening game. They opened it up with an onside kick. So uh, so we got to be prepared for all that. And, uh, and we got to really, we just got to focus on ourselves and playing playing better football, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I was aware of that. And definitely a little curveball on defense. Defensive coordinators the same. Uh, offensive play callers knew, you know, so uh, you kind of have an idea what you think they're going to do, but the percentages of what they do it, you know, if this guy loves empty, we could get 50 plays of empty, you know, you don't know. So, uh, so it's a challenge and, uh, and, and so we're, we've been talking about it all week and our guys are aware of it. And so it comes out, comes down to us going out there and execute. Uh, you got another, uh, another team that's used multiple quarterbacks this year, DJ Irons, Zach Gibson, the main two. Uh, Gibson handled pretty much their whole game last week. Uh, what do you see from them watching film? You know, the they don't they don't change their offense a ton with each quarterback, which is which is a little bit unique. Uh, you know, when when Zach's in there, I mean, he had a great game last week. He was throwing the ball well off his back foot, being accurate with the football. Um, you know, I, I was really impressed with him. I think he's kind of a gamer. I think he's a tough kid. You know, uh, who who executes well in the passing game and. Uh, you know, but they're they're all a little different. You know, some I think obviously have better you know running skills, so they can get to some of their Q, QB run stuff when when different guys are in the game. But uh, you know, I assume we'll see. Zach, I'm, I'm, we'll probably see multiple, but I, I assume Zach will take the majority of the reps, and unless the new guy running the offense sees it differently, you know. Uh, but the offense isn't a, isn't a totally different thing when when each guy's in there, which which helps in your preparation a little bit. Uh, their offense is allowed, I believe it's 48 sacks uh, so far this year. Obviously, your defensive front has had a lot of success getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, what do you like about that matchup this week? 
Well, we just we I mean it, it we we win and lose games off how we do up front, you know, and so uh, we we try to win the games at the line of scrimmage, and our our defensive line has had a very successful year at getting after the quarterback, and uh, and you know nothing's going to change as far as our our effort in trying to collapse the pocket and make a quarterback uncomfortable, you know, and uh, and it, it it's a real thing when you when you get in a quarterback's face and. And make him a little bit uncomfortable, and that's what we try to do, no matter who we play, you know. So, um, and then same way on on our side of the ball, we have to we have to run the ball, you know, and, and take pressure off Caleb, and and uh, try not to get him hit, and um, and that's that's what that's what every game is about. So that's what uh, that's what we got to do tomorrow. I'm looking at Akron's defense; they've allowed about 38 points a game, over 200 rushing yards per game. Uh, what matchups do you, do you like for your offense against their defense? Uh, you know that's the the name of the game is is running the ball, right? And uh, so we watched the teams that have played them and how they've attacked them, and uh, you know where where the passing lanes could be, you know, because it's a it's a commitment either way defensively of how much you want to commit to the box versus how much you want to commit to the pass, you know. And we have to, uh, I mean, they could definitely change up their uh, their rhythm in doing that and make us make us throw it more but we got to find a way to run the ball and we've got a, uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff in this week I think that that'll give our guys a lot of confidence in getting that run game going it makes the quarterback's job way easier when we have a run game going and and uh but it always starts there and uh whether they were number one in the league in rush defense or last you know our 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 effort and our focus is going on going to be running the ball and uh and let everything come from there so um, you know, obviously, like what our guys have been doing up front, running the ball, we got to continue to do it. Coach, this is a pretty strange year in college football. Everywhere. Last year was really strange. This year is strange in a different way because everybody is so equal. I mean, the MAC, everybody can beat everybody, as yep. we've already seen. And uh, how do you see it from your perspective? I see it the same. I, I kind of felt that coming in. Uh, not that people ask me the question, so I didn't talk about it much. But it's, it's the year of the super senior, you know. So no one, no one really lost a ton of talent, other than maybe, you know, Clemson lost, you know, the quarterback, running back, you know. But so everyone's competitive. It's like the NFL. You know, the NFL, a team, you know, goes six and three. That's amazing. You know, you have people leading their division at five and four, and. Uh, because every week's going to be a one-score game, you know. So uh, I don't think it'll last like that way forever. But you know, during these grant granting extra years where you have the super senior classes, so no one really lost everybody. So there's there's really not a team that lost due to um, a ton of uh, inexperience. There really isn't any inexperience on any of these teams. So. Uh, so it is. It's a little bit more like the NFL this year. You can see it with the records in all, like the Big Ten West, and I mean a lot of the leagues. It's unbelievable um, that there. It's there's a lot of parity, and it makes uh, makes for a lot of games. It's going to make for an unbelievable last month of the season in, in many leagues, and including ours. And ours is ours is tendency to be like this a lot anyway. I think I think the as many people have come back for to be super seniors has made it even stronger than normal. You've got a pretty good group of seniors that. Some of them were part of your first recruiting class, mm -hmm. like uh, Ralph Holly and Ali Fayad over on defense, and AJ Thomas. Talk about those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, a lot of those guys played as true freshmen, and the only reason they got a fifth year was because of COVID. They would have been had to be done last year. So, uh, pretty unique to have guys like 
them and, and guys like, you know, even Caliendo and French, guys that when I came in the door, they had just gotten here for a year and, and kind of help us, you know, get this, keep this thing going, you know, because it's really difficult to do. And, um, you know, for them to play their last game in Waldo tomorrow, it's a big deal. It's one game you always remember. I, I try to tell them that. And, and we were out there today. I think there's seven, 17 seniors that are going to go through it. Mikey went through it last year, but he's back. You know, and Jalen Moore didn't go through it, and he's in the NFL starting for the 49ers. So it it doesn't mean anything. Any guy that thinks that they might uh, take a shot, so uh, you know. It, but for those guys, it's going to be a special day. Their parents get to come on the field. Uh, we're going to honor them before the game, and uh, and we're going to play really hard for them. Still a lot to play for. Who knows where the division race is going to go? Everybody's beating each other so that's going to come down to the Friday after Thanksgiving to determine that but still a lot to play for with three games to go bowl opportunities uh, yep. all of that yeah I mean it's uh, mathematically we're in it I don't know how but it's 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 somehow it, it's true and uh, obviously frustrated with a couple games and and you learn from them you know what what didn't we do well what uh, little things like one one player you know, in Pimpleton, he had a heck of a game, you know, and I, I told people, you know, what what D did up there last year, I mean, he was the difference in the game. D. Eskridge kind of took that game. They were playing well. We were playing well. D D was a one-man show, and, and he did the same to us this year, you know. So, uh, you know, for us, with the seniors having their last game, with the chance to get the bowl eligibility, uh, with the chance in three games that we can compete in all three of them, and then who knows, let the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, we, we have a ton to play for. This this week we're playing for our seniors. You know, that's the biggest thing because it's their last time playing in a place that they'll never forget. They'll tell their kids about. They'll tell their grandkids about it, and uh, and that's our focus this week. And then we'll turn the page after that. I watched that Akron Ball State game, and Akron's talent level is rising. They've got a lot of young, very athletic uh, football players. It was a difficult situation there for. The coach who was dismissed because he had to rebuild a program from scratch that built its talent on junior college players a lot. So exactly right. he went the freshman route, mm -hmm. and that that's not easy to turn that around like that. But yeah, it, it looks like it's starting to come around. It is. It really is. Uh, I mean, they played way better football this year. Um, I mean, they had they had Ball State beat. I mean, if the guy doesn't fumble on the one yard line, falling in the end zone, they win. And and legitly won. There, there wasn't any crazy pick sixes. I mean, it, they played, they played them and played them tough, you know. And and their offense looked efficient, and the defense got stops, and uh, against a good offense in Ball State, you know. So uh, they're playing better. And uh, but yeah, when you when you take over a program that had had a lot of JUCO, so you know everyone's one or two year from being gone. You know, you, you don't have any young. You know, the guys like Caliendo and Friend inherit that are young and talented that you get to kind of grow for a couple of years with your new players. So, you know, he brought in a ton of freshmen which are talented and they played the first two years and only won a couple of games, but they're getting better this year. And um, so it's definitely, it was a tough, tough spot, but they are playing better and they have players, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's for whoever gets the job, they're going to have some young, talented players there. And, uh, and I know they're going to have, you know, they're going to be juiced up. You know, it's, it's just it's a thing that happens everywhere. You know that you you know you have you have new coaches that are fighting uh, for jobs. You know, and they're gonna who knows what they'll do. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And and, and we're we're gonna we've talked a ton about what could come. 
and trying to get prepared for everything you can. But you just got to trust our guys to go out there and play. Play the game the right way. Uh, don't cheat the game. You know, play it the right way and uh, and let it come to you. So it's it's it is. You can't over prepare them for something you don't know what what it's going to look like. You know, you just watch the players and and see that they are they are more talented than the team the teams they've had in the past. So uh, and they're getting better. So big challenge for us and and uh, it's supposed to be a nice night I, for a action game to be non in the teens is great. You know, and uh, you know it'll be it'll be fun to honor our seniors. Having senior night. Probably beneficial coming off a couple of tough losses to get you guys really focused and wanting to win and win for those seniors who are playing their last game at Waldo. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's such a great focused game every year. You know, whether you just won three in a row, lost two in a row, whatever it is. And, and you know, we have a lot of high standards. And, it, I mean, the last week has been horrible, you know, for us. And I think it's the third time we've lost two in a row in, in my five years here. And it, every time it feels like the world is – over you know and and it and it's good I'd rather have that than than accept it you know so so the guys took it hard and and so do the coaches and especially me and uh and it it wakes you up keeps you alive you know and uh, we're thankful for that that our expectations are what they are you know and and to to follow it up with our seniors and to look them in the eye to, to know this is gonna be the last time to play out there it's a it's definitely a lot of motivation Coach, can you give a, an injury update on Bryson Gardner? Is he considering a possible medical redshirt this year? If, well, if the shoulder doesn't come back, I mean, it's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, not the weirdest thing ever, but uh, it's taking longer than it normally does. We've had this injury before. It takes you know, two to four, could take up to six, but we just crossed the six-week mark. And uh, we, we did a special medical test. I wish I could tell you the name of it to make sure everything was all right with the muscle. It is. It's fine. Uh, the nerve just has to get wake up. You know, and uh, and he's running around. He's in shape. Looks great out there running around. And uh, so, if it doesn't come back, then then yeah, we would hope he would do that. And I, I think he's. We talked about it because it doesn't seem to be. The strength doesn't seem to be coming back. Though the move, the movement's great, uh, but the strength is just not coming to the point where the our medical people think he should be out there. You know, uh, for his own safety. So, uh, obviously, having a first team all conference safety comeback would be fantastic and the fact that he wants to come back if, if that if that happens it'd be great uh we'd love to have him sooner you know but we got to just do what the medical people say that's what we do uh, and this is from m live this question um so with so much emphasis placed on winning the program's fourth mac championship yep. this year can you talk about the team's mindset now that it doesn't necessarily control its own destiny yeah i mean it's still the same you know i mean that's going to be and if we would have won it this year, we'd had to be five. You know, we talk about uh, this. This place has won three national or three national, three conference championships in 116 years, something like that. So it's it's an average one out of 24, 66, 88, 16, and we're trying to buck that trend. You know, so uh, so yeah, it's still the same. You know, we're still chanting, but what what our main goal is, you know, and um, and we're still in it right now, technically, and it won't change even if we weren't. Um, these guys have, have been working hard and trying to get a little bit better and learn from our mistakes, and, and that's what we need to show tomorrow night. Your program has had uh, success against Akron in, in recent years. Last time they were here, they snuck out with a one-point victory. The flood uh, how, game. How do you? Uh, that's right. How do you uh, make sure the atmosphere is right, and um, what do you kind of need to happen? It's funny you use the word atmosphere, because that was the weirdest atmosphere of any game I've ever. No, no band. I mean, try to come to Waldo without the band. I mean, there's. On a Sunday, 
after a million gallons of water and just filled your stadium. Uh, that was my first year. First, I think it was the first year. I mean, just the craziest uh, 48 hours ever. And we drove the, we drove the first drive, went right down the field. And then John threw a pick six for 99 yards going the other way, which which got the momentum. And then we got back in the game, and I think we lost by seven, you know. So it was, uh, you know, I think we got to come out and just focus on us, you know, focus on the things we need to do, and uh, and keep our, our heads down, you know. We don't, I don't, I don't I, we got to continue to do a good job of, of staying in the moment, not looking up when we're up, when we're down, whether they just return to punt, just keep continue to play. And I think that that mental focus and ability. Uh, when we're in the present moment playing, we're a pretty good football team. You know, we got to keep ourselves there and and put the pressure on for 60 minutes. You know, and, and that's what uh, that's what our focus is. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.